everybody, and welcome to the OGET Playoff Clubhouse. We are breaking down the championship series rounds for both the AL and the NL, and wow, what a crazy round this was. But first, let me introduce my two companions here, Warner and Charlie. Say hello, guys. Hello. Hello. How are both of y'all doing? Good. Doing okay. Thought we were going to have some boring baseball. Actually had some amazing baseball. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a good week. Well. A lot better than uh, that stupid division series. Ugh, get that out of here. Well, to lead you on this journey that was the wild ride of the championship series, I am your host, Sammy Franchise. And should we just jump into it by talking about the ALCS? Yeah. Let's do it. Well, guys, we had two teams kind of on different ends of the spectrum coming into this. The Tampa Bay Rays, who had not made the World Series since 2008. They're coming in, and they were the best team in the AL all year, coming in against the Houston Astros, who won the World Series just a few years ago. This was their, what, fourth straight chip to the ALCS? And obviously everyone hates them because of a big cheating scandal that came out this offseason. And, oh yeah, they also had a losing record in the regular season. <laughs> uh, but they scratched and clawed and showed up in the postseason to make it, to face the one-seeded Rays here. And, I mean, let's the first three games, it was laughable. The Rays won 2-1, to 4-2, to two, and 5-2 to two to gut up 3-0. to zero, And no team had ever come back from a 3-0 to zero deficit other than than the famous 2004 Boston Red Sox. I mean, guys, when it was 3-0, y'all thought it was done, right? Yep. I mean, yeah, I I thought it was done. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, the first Pretty three much games were... it was done. Game three was not quite as close. But 2-1, 4-2, and 5-2 aren't like... No, they're not blowouts. No yes, blowouts, not blowouts or no. By any means, but a five but to two is a, that game was a pretty commanding win from the Rays, and it I looked mean, you like... could just tell the Rays were working. You know, they they were just it felt like they were cruising through these games. Yeah, um, their formula so, yeah. pitching wise. Yeah, the pitching like... was phenomenal. Blake Snell in game one was defense. terrific, and then the bullpen was shut down, lights out. Game two, Charlie Morton on the mound, more of the same, just great pitching, and I mean that bullpen, Pete Fairbanks. I mean, Pete Fairbanks has hilarious eyes, very wide, but uh, he gives up the only run in game two. Or Sorry, Nick Anderson then also gave up a run. But, uh, yeah, the bullpen, though, was was pretty lights out, and if the bullpen wasn't on fire, then it was the starter who was on fire. Um, and, yeah, a, a 3-0 lead. Everyone was happy. It looked like the Astros were going to be going home in a sweep. Well, in the, the Rays' defense, I just wanted to say, it was like this whole series was something – incredible to watch the only way the astros could score it seemed to be like from hitting the long ball because no other hit was gonna fall the defense was so good and then the astros started to make it a series winning game four four to three then taking game five four to three then a big convincing seven to four win to get into game seven these next three games was all astros well, that game five, I think, was the – that was the turning point where I was like, oh, shit. Like, the, uh, they were still down a game even after winning that, but that was the point where, Sam, you were saying, 
I told you so. They're coming back. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, uh, I think the Rays are fucked. I think I texted you and was just like, the Rays are fucked. I really, really, even down 3-0, I'm not like, I mean, obviously we know how the series ends, so I'm not any kind of, uh, you know, Nostradamus. But I really thought the Astros, from the time they were down 3-0, were going to do it. We're going to make a comeback because I just knew it's what everyone didn't want to happen. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, that game five, Carlos Correa hits the walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth. And, man, Carlos Correa was terrific um, this whole series. I mean, I I guess I never really – I know, like, Correa is one of the leaders, but he really, like, was just the general of this Astros team during this comeback. Like, hyping up everybody, putting the team on his back. Giving pep talks, yeah. Yeah, which was something that was – I mean, I'm not – Someone who like hates the Astros because of the cheating thing, I more hate them because they had a losing, losing fucking record <laughs> and then beat the Twins, and it was just sucked. So I I just hate them for those reasons. But it was cool to see Correa like really be that kind of leader that a team needs when they're down three zero. Yeah, yeah, he uh, came through for the team. That's for sure. Uh, and and game six was I mean the game six was not really very close for most of it. it ends up being a seven to four game but in the fourth inning the Astros score four and then the sixth they score another one and the seventh they had two more and and the race fought back at the end but really uh Framber Valdez pitched a really good game and they hopped all over Blake Snell and Shane McClanahan so that one was kind of all Astros, and everyone said, okay, here we go. This one's going seven. Um, right. Well, and there's this weird storyline with, like, Altuve in the yips early in the in the series. And then, and then he kind of got over it and played pretty solid defense during the, the comeback with the – I mean, some of those plays – early in that series right. that Altuve made was like, has he ever played second base? The first few yeah, games, he could not throw the ball, uh, you know, 10 feet. Like, he couldn't get it from second base. It was incredible. To, he couldn't get it from his spot at second base to the actual second base. Like, it was it, it was bad. And, and what was weird about that is that he was still raking at the plate. Like, he was still hitting. Like, great, but he couldn't. Yeah, you had to put him out there because you needed him in the lineup, and he's just a liability. Right. I mean, it was... I don't know if I've seen anything. I can't remember the last time I've seen somebody who we know is like a great defender generally just all of a sudden look completely incompetent. Yeah, Jose Altuve has a gold glove. Um and he just he just could not make the throw. It was it was it was mind-boggling, but then all of a sudden it seemed like he kind of got over it and, and it wasn't a problem anymore. So, I mean, that's the thing I think with the Astros all year of like why these guys weren't hitting people will say, Oh, it's cause they weren't cheating anymore. I don't agree with that. I think Jose Altuve has always been able to hit. I think that Correa and Bregman are, are good baseball players. Yes. The cheating helped them. Yes. Knowing what pitch was coming, helped them, but they, they're not sub 200 hitters. They're not terrible hitters. I think just the site, the psychological toll it took on them. Like you have a guy like Altuve who's been, who, was an MVP who's been he's this little guy who everybody loves because he's he's small and he's he still mashes and he's been like he's been a guy that was a fan favorite not just in Houston but all over 
the fans all over the league, and now he's hated. Like, the Astros were this model of a team that went from being terrible to being amazing because of, you know, the because of people be like, oh, that their, their analytics are amazing. The way they play is amazing. They do things like... Right. Well, they did something very similar to what the Cubs did leading up to the Cubs World Series of, like, tanking and then having really good farm player development. Right. It was all these so, players who came up in the Astros system went from being the laughing stock of baseball to being the shining star of the American League. And then overnight, this report comes out that they cheated and they went straight to villains. And some guys like Correa have really embraced that. But I don't know if Altuve is a guy that embraced it. I, I think for a lot of these guys, psychologically, that's hard. And, and they. Yeah, his personality does not seem compatible with. Being the no, bad he's guy. used to being the plucky underdog, not the villain that right. You know, we all want to see fail. Um, right, and I, I have to shift. say, it was fun to see them come back in this series and force a game seven, even if you know that's like you said, Sam. That's not what everybody wanted. It was like kind of the fun thing. It was. I was not excited to see that series just end in another sweep for this there's been a lot of like non-competitive series right it, and it looked like that it looked like it was going to be a non-competitive over in four maybe five and then the astros got their shit together and started playing and look the rays then had had no offense besides randy rosarino he was the only offense the rays have had really had this entire si- series uh, but he was absolutely terrific. A second-year man out of Cuba. I, I I will be honest. Before these playoffs, I had never heard of him. Yeah, but he's already <laughs> a star. I mean, he's so fucking good. There was a there was an uh, an article going around on Twitter that I saw a lot of people kind of shitting on that said, like, the Rays are bad for baseball. Like, because they didn't have... Because of the way they did things using a lot of pitchers and, and being all analytical and not having, like, a face or big star... Well, whoever wrote that article hasn't been watching Randy Rosarena because that kid is a superstar. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he can keep it going over like a longer season and keep it up. But stars are made in the postseason, and he's hot right now. Yeah, he's I'll talk about him a little bit more. His back. But he, yeah, he's doing great. He was, <laughs> and then in Game Seven, he shows up uh, even more. Because in the bottom of the first, he puts his team ahead right away with a home run uh, that also scores Manny Margot. Who Manny Margot? Early in this, he was a lot of fun to watch. Manny Margot is a fun this. player to watch. Early in the series, Warner, I know that that we were talking about a catch that he <laughs> made at Petco Park. Uh, was that game one or game two? When was that? Do you remember? I don't even remember when that was now, to be it honest. It was one of the early uh, games, We though. can figure it out. And he yeah. made a catch over the wall in Petco Park. And for whatever reason, uh, between what? the Game two. Game two. For whatever reason, between the right field line and the and where the stands are, there's like a, a, a pit. I, I... It's like a tunnel. It's like a tunnel <laughs> that leads out to the stands. But it's a death it's trap. Separated Let's call it what it is. Only, it's yeah, a like a trap. three or four foot barrier on the field. It's insane. I don't know how why there's not a taller wall right there in the right field corner. I don't know because Manny Margot crazy. makes an amazing catch over the fence and then falls about five feet straight onto his head. Uh, 
they're probably going to change that in the offseason. I mean, right? like, what I don't get is, change that. first of all, how have we not seen, I guess, because we don't all sit around and watch games at Petco Park all that often. That's why we haven't seen a play like this. But why is there not at least like a covering, like a tarp over that so that you don't fall down? I think that would be an easy fix. <laughs> I mean, yeah, listen, I don't know. It was wild. Uh, I'm happy he was okay. But um, yeah, in the in the first inning here in game seven, he, Manny Margot gets on by hit by pitch. And then Randy Rosarena hits him home with a big, deep fly ball to center field. That is a home run. Um this game was really kind of all rays. Uh, it it ends up being a four to two ball game, but the Rays were up four to zero for most of it, and it was. And I mean, Correa tried to bring the team back late in the game. Yes. Got two RBIs, but just was too little, too late. It was too little, too late, especially because Charlie Morton was terrific in this game seven. They have such good pitching in Tampa. Charlie Morton is a guy who they were showing a clip of him in Pitts, his time in Pittsburgh, and it was in standard definition. That's how long Charlie Morton has been pitching in this league. And you don't really think about it because he wasn't that good up until 2017 with those Astros when he kind of made a name for himself, all of a sudden turning into one of the elite pitchers in baseball. Um, that's kind of a thing, too. No one really talks about Morton or Verlander or... Garrett Cole, like the pitchers who are kind of a part of this, those cheating Astros teams. Do you guys like, what do you guys think about that? But no one really talks about the pitchers. I mean, I don't know. They benefited from it, obviously. Yeah, they um, get an easy they got out wins, because you know? they I didn't mean, get, it didn't help them directly because they're not but hitting. Like, yeah, but it but also indirectly did. it helped them yeah. a shit ton. So. Yeah, exactly. It's so easy for them to be able to say, oh, yeah, we don't, you know, we didn't know what was going on. We're just pitchers. But they definitely benefited from it. And I feel like people should, you know, put more flack on those guys, too, because, you know, they got their wins in the postseason. And, you know, right. That and Justin Verlander was like incredible that season. And, you know, it. I don't know. It's like people talk about how is this going to hurt like Altuve's legacy and Correa's legacy. It's like, well, how's it going to if if you're going to talk about those guys' legacies, then how is it not going to affect Verlander's legacy? I mean, someone who I think has a I mean, without the cheating scandal, someone whose playoff legacy would be a thing of legend and I think still is thing of legend. George Springer in the postseason is ridiculous. He added two more home runs in this ALCS. He has four more postseason home runs than Babe Ruth. Um, I believe he's one home run. This was from uh, played a lot of games. He's played a he lot of postseason get to play a lot games. of uh, postseason games. Something I saw uh, a tweet from Random MLB Stats at Random MLB Stats on Twitter. Uh, George Springer is one home run, one postseason home run shy i believe from having more postseason home runs than the colorado rockies as an organization um <laughs> he is he's one of the best postseason performers in the history of baseball and he did it again in this postseason with uh four postseason home runs he was really terrific i do think it's funny now we've been talking for a while 
the Rays won this series. I, I was just going to say I feel bad because the Rays <laughs> are the team that won. I just think that the Astros story like the was The Rays so are going to be in the World Series. That's awesome. The That's Rays incredible. are now going to be in Yeah, I'm excited to see the Rays in the World Series. I think that'll be They're going to be fun. going for their um, first World Series uh championship as a franchise. This is their second appearance, the first since 2008. What going back to that article I said about the Rays being bad for baseball, what do you think about that? Do you enjoy watching this Rays team? The, the way they do everything is so analytical. The shift, they really have been at the start, at the front line of a lot of things that have taken over baseball in terms yeah, of shifting, opener, in terms of using an opener. Using your like best pitcher in some high leverage fifth or sixth inning situations. We saw that this uh, in this series. I mean, I think what's... Like, the analytics is fun, and I think that's good for baseball, at least in my opinion. I like to see wacky things, and I like when wacky things work out. So, yeah, I think that that's good. I think it's fun. I think baseball is an ever-changing sport, and it's fun to get to see the kind of beginnings of those changes happening um, with the Rays. It's, It's fun to see these kind of pioneers out there. Uh, doing this stuff and now it's working so i'm really curious to see how baseball as a whole will kind of change going forward Um, yeah it kind of reminds me of it's similar in some aspects to how the oakland a's and money the whole Moneyball era was defined by the a's and then when other teams like the red sox started to implement those changes it, it worked for them too and they were rewarded and won a world series and now the Rays have kind of been at the forefront of this next analytical shift, and here they are on the verge of being rewarded and winning a World Series for themselves. Yeah, and also, I think it's just fun to point out, talking about Moneyball, payroll, things like that, the Rays have the third lowest payroll in all of baseball. I do think that's, in that's... my opinion, that is kind of it. Like, I'm not, I think that that's interesting, but oh, yeah, I, I don't find that charming thing. that they... I don't, don't ever I pay mean, pay players like they listen. I yeah, charming. I don't know whatever. I just think it's interesting that they've kind of built this team with not right. a lot of money, and that's baseball is a very expensive sport. Um, and I think it is just impressive that they pulled it off. You know, I mean, it is impressive, but going with what Charlie is saying, it's not like uh, Stuart Sternberg, the principal owner of the Rays, is like a guy who's like. Oh, his family's like owned the team forever, and it's like their family business, and they're just like sure. Like he's a Wall Street. He has plenty of money. I believe he's actually one of the yeah. more wealthy. I owners. mean, if anything, I think it's it's impressive for the front office to do what they've done right. with what they've been given. And it's an that's impressive kind of for their I'm their really, analytics you know, department, like the exactly, way that they yeah. run the team, and is like one thing, and I don't think should necessarily be commended, but the way that they are able to win. Exactly. with the constraints the put on As I just to them. Think they have a they are working they are not working with a lot so it's really impressive what they pull off with what they're given going back to the people who say that the the rays are maybe the fact that they don't have stars or anything i think as a fan of baseball who's not a rays fan i'm like all for watching this team like there's no problem with that but i can see if i actually was a rays fan anytime there comes a player who's like super fun to watch and i like him to just know like okay well after his sixth year you know he's gonna be gone like as soon as his arbitration runs out basically like yeah yeah uh 
that probably sucks. But all credit to the Rays, like you said, for doing what they've done with what they have. And look, Yandy Diaz is a big, giant man. I can see, you know, he, he could be a star. Like I said, Manny Margot, super fun to watch. People should know his name. Like we said. Zunino. Zunino's very fun to say his name, and he's a good player. Um, G-Man Choi. But G- I was going to say, like... G-Man Choi should be a star in this league. Who is right. more fun than G-Man Choi? Yeah, he seems like a lot of fun. Great guy to know. Love to just grab a beer with G-Man Choi. I don't know. He just seems like a fun guy. Um, but so yeah, that was the ALCS. A seven, an amazing seven games when everybody thought it was going to be over after three, uh, and the Rays making it back to the fir- their first World Series since two thousand eight. I am super excited to watch them in the World Series. But before we get to that NLCS. Guys, who was your player of the ALCS? And we will start with Charlie. Who was your player of this ALCS series? Well, I the Astros lost, but I got to give it to Carlos Correa because he pretty much got that series to seven games and made it good, intriguing baseball to watch. Like I'd said before, he was like the general giving pep talks, rallying the troops, hitting walk-off homers, and... Uh, you know, it, it's just it wouldn't have gone to seven games without Correa. It probably would have just been a four-game sweep. So, I yeah, I got to give it up to Correa for giving us something to watch. Yeah, the the man who fully embraced the heel turn, Carlos Correa, is Charlie's player of the ALCS, and I think that's a a fine pick. He really was terrific. Warner, who are you picking for your player of the ALCS? Um, yeah, so we mentioned him, but uh, I'm picking Charlie Morton. Uh, he was so good in this uh, ALCS. Game two comes out, pitches, what, five scoreless innings, uh, only five hits allowed, gets the win in that game. But this is something that I learned. Uh, game seven comes out, talk about clutch. He's great. The whole game, uh, 5.2 innings, zero earned runs, six strikeouts. And in getting the win, he became the only pitcher in MLB history with three Game 7 wins. Talk about clutch. Uh, That's pretty sweet that you've got this guy that, I mean, they felt good going to him, and for good reason. He just came out carving up the Astros left and right. Um, So, yeah, he's my player of the series, uh, making some history. And just being an all-around clutch uh, pitcher, I'm excited to see what happens in the World Series. Uh, Maybe he'll make another Game 7 appearance. Who knows? Yeah, Charlie Morton, Mr. Clutch, Warner's ALCS player of the series. And for me, uh, I'm picking the obvious one. I think everyone's saying, how are you guys not picking him? Randy Rosarena, chicken and rice. He was terrific. Um, He he had four home runs in this uh, ALCS. For the playoffs, he are he has seven home runs, which ties how many he hit in the regular season. And he's got another series to play now, so he's he's probably going to suppress that. He's been incredible, not just the power numbers. He's also just getting on base at a great clip. Uh, he's knocking in runs all over the place. He had six RBIs in this ALCS. And he's just a ton of fun to watch. Randy Rosarena is my player of the ALCS. And so moving on to the NLCS, another wild series. Atlanta takes the first two games five to one after the first one. Uh, Walker Bueller, Walker Bueller pitched a nice game in, in this uh, 
opening game and then got his pants were trending on Twitter, guys, because everyone was talking about the Dodgers pants in this series. Walker Bueller's most of anyone because they are short and tight. I mean, they didn't even make it down to his ankles. Uh, any thoughts about Walker Bueller's pants? I think this was a um, a laundry snafu from the uh, Dodgers. They, you know, shrunk a little bit. Or he was wearing someone else's pants, maybe something. But, I mean, either way, he pitched a great game. Five innings pitched, only one earned run, seven strikeouts. But Max Freed on the other side was just as good. And then Blake Trinan for the Dodgers comes in, and he, he gets beaten up. And the Braves jump ahead in the series, win game one, five to one. Uh, Austin Riley with a huge homer in this game. Uh, and then Albies with another one. Which brings us to game two, which was a... I mean, this game had drama. At first, it was it seemed like it was a bit of a blowout for the Braves. And then a three-run seventh and a four-run bottom of the ninth for the Dodgers. But they still couldn't make it up. They fall eight to seven. Uh, Christian Pache in this game uh, had an RBI double. He, he made some good plays in the field throughout the series. All of a sudden, this guy who I had never heard of, he, he comes out and makes a name for himself in this series. That's kind of what's fun about the playoffs. We're talking about it in the ALCS with Arasarena. I think Pache got a lot of fans in this series. Yeah, Pache came in in game one when Duvall got hurt and, I mean, played the rest of the series. And, like you said, kind of made a name for himself here. Yeah. Really, I hadn't really, really heard cool. of him either. Um, But, yeah, Freddie Freeman goes yard in this game. Man, he was really good. Dansby Swanson had a big ground rule double. Um. And Corey Seager has a home run, RBI double for himself. Corey Seager really went off in this series. Game three was all Dodgers. They were down 2-0, and they came out and had, this had to have been, I I mean, this had to have been a record, right? 11 runs in the top of the first inning. I think it was a record. (laughs) And you know what the old record was? I'm pretty sure the old record was last year when the Cardinals scored 10 runs against the Braves in the first inning. Well, I mean, Seager... Of the NLDS, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, crazy. Seager starts it off with the RBI double. Then he has another uh, RBI single in that inning. Jock Peterson with the big fly in the first inning. Evan Rios with the big fly in the first inning. I mean, that was a crazy first inning. I'll be honest, I missed it. I was late turning this game on, and then I checked the box. I was like, oh, yeah, that game just started. Let me check the box score. And it was already uh, 11 to nothing. <laughs> I, like, oh, I think shit. I turned it on. I think when I turned it on, it was already, I think, 3 to 0. So I think I had missed the back to back, you know, kind of not leadoff, but Seeger what Turner right back-to-back home runs um I missed those it was like oh three to zero well uh, it was P- Peterson right. and Rios had back-to-back home okay, runs okay okay whoever it was yeah but I went back and I was like oh you know what let me um let me just you know watch this again and you know it was two outs I was like okay I'll, I'll just watch this and then during the commercial break I'll skip forward it'll be the bottom of the first and I went back and watched it and then was like all right I'm gonna skip forward now and I was like oh my god it's still going this inning is insane <laughs> yeah Peterson, Rios, Muncie, Bellinger, and Seager all hit big flies in that game for the Dodgers. It was over by the second inning. I mean, it was over by the bottom of the first inning. It was over by the end of the (laughs) bottom of the first. Yeah, I mean, come on, 11-0 in the bottom of the first. Like, 
what do you even do if you're the Rays or if you're the Braves at that point? <laughs> Kyle Kyle Wright doesn't goes point two innings pitch with seven earned runs. Then Grant Dayton goes two innings with eight earned runs. You know what? I mean, if you're the Braves, you just say forget about it, move on to Game Four. And they did oh, yeah. that in another blog game, ten to two. And this is where we saw the return of playoff Kershaw, guys. Poor guy. <laughs> what is going on? Clint Kershaw was terrific in the regular season. It's this every single year. It. I mean, he had some good and some bad already this postseason too. I mean, longer postseason, he's got more chances to have this kind of outing. He goes five innings pitch, four earned runs, only four strikeouts. He was going, you know, pretty good well, he was good through five and then he got into the sixth and couldn't get an out and it all was downhill from there freeman um, and azuna back-to-back rbi doubles and then swanson with his own rbi double pache has an rbi single it, he just got absolutely blown up bruce Gratterall comes in he himself gets blown up as well uh poor guy i think at yeah, this at this was, moment people oof. were Dodgers fans were like, all right, man, we're coming off game three, big win. We're getting right back in this. And this just had to make Dodgers fans just say, I mean, everybody just said, okay, yeah, the Braves are owning this series. The bats are just too hot. Yeah, it felt like it was about to become a gentleman's sweep, as they call it. You know, I mean, it just felt like, all right. Yeah, like there's going to be the one, there's going to be the one blowout for the Dodgers. Way to go. You're a good team. But, but it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. It's going to go five games. In Game 5, early on, it looked like more of the same. The Braves going up on Dustin May, 2-0 to zero early in the game. Dodgers get one back in the fourth off a of Corey Seager home run. Man, did I talk about Corey Seager has been <laughs> incredible in this series. Yeah, that's his, what, fourth home run. I believe that uh, was his fourth yeah. home run. And no of more... Of this series. <laughs> of this series. <laughs> Not of the playoffs, of this series. And then both teams' bats were quiet up until the top of the sixth when there was... Well, a glitch in the matrix, there was something something happened and the simulation was broken because Will Smith of the Dodgers came up to face Will Smith of the Braves with two on. And Will Smith bested Will Smith, taking him out of the yard, a three-run home run. Warner, I know you love this. Yeah, this is fun. Uh, this is a lot of fun. Um, apparently, this is the first time that... Uh, a a player has ever homered off another player that shares the same name as him. So that was pretty fun to learn about. Um, also, and like you said, uh, two guys on, there's uh, two outs. The one thing that I think we've been seeing a lot throughout this series is that the Dodgers get guys on with two outs and then they actually score those runs. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of these Dodgers rallies have been with two outs. Yeah, I mean... It, I mean, we're you know if we call that first inning eleven to zero rally, they scored like eight runs with two outs. It was crazy. Like so much of what they're doing is with two outs, and I think that's super impressive. It's um, really fun to watch, especially as I'm a Twins fan, and the Twins can never fucking score with two outs. <laughs> so it's fun to see a team that can actually do that. It's it is possible. Yeah, it definitely is possible. Well. <laughs> Uh, the Dodgers go up four to two there, and they don't look back. They add some more runs. Another Corey Seager home run. Um, the the Braves get I think a couple more runs, but it it ends up just being a seven to three easy Dodgers win. Game six. Uh, 
I don't know, guys. Game six was just kind of a, a three runs early in the first inning for the Dodgers, and the Braves just could not get yeah, it back Walker because Bueller. Walker Bueller shut them down. I mean, this is, listen, the pants thing, this was not a mix-up. You know, I think Walker Bueller knew what he was doing with the pants. Um, it's, it's it's a new thing I bet we'll start seeing with pitchers here and there. I don't know, maybe something about his wind-up, something like that. I don't know, but he was great. And Yeah, Kenley Jansen comes in and gets the save. People I know have been talking about Kenley's looking like the old Kenley out there. Uh, Kenley Jansen, when he's, when he's right, when he's at the top of his game in the past, he's been one of, if not the best closer in baseball. So it's always great hearing that California love him running out there and, and getting the save like the old days. Uh-oh. Yeah. The other thing too, uh, bottom of the first inning yeah, Dodgers score three runs. This is where Corey Seager and Justin Turner go back to back in this inning. Uh, Max Fried all year gave up, I think two home runs. Uh, and then he gives up two home runs in like eight pitches in this game. Well, th- just I mean, wild, and that's baseball, baby. <laughs> that's the Dodgers lineup. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. We'll talk about it a little bit more when the series. Have we talked about Corey Seager yet? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've mentioned Corey Seager was insane in this series. Uh, I think uh, we're going to talk home about run him number five in <laughs> game number six. That's wild. We're going to talk about him a little bit more, um, but that set up all of that set up a wild. Game seven was a series that looked like it was just like the LCS. It was a series that looked like it was over. The losing team fights back, battles, and makes it a game seven. Uh, the Braves jump ahead early in this one with a uh, Marcel Azuna RBI single. And Azuna has been terrific this entire year. He's good in the playoffs. Dansby Swanson in the second inning added a solo home run. That's, I think. When I look at when I think about this Braves team, those are two guys that really jump out at me. Like, who a lot of people were like, those are two of the more overrated players, Azuna and Swanson, and they both came to play this series and this season in general. Will Smith again in the bottom of the third, a two RBI single. Uh, and this is another two out situation. The third inning, you get the Dodgers get two outs right away, and then Justin Turner walks, Max Muncy doubles, Will Smith singles. I mean, this is like just another example of them with two outs just getting base runners. These guys won't fucking stop. (laughs) It's so annoying. I mean, if you're the Braves, it's just like, come on. We get Mookie Betts and Corey Seager out, and then it all just blows open. I mean, this lineup has every single player in that batting order is just insane. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was tied 2-2, but it wouldn't be tied for long because the very next half inning, the top of the fourth, Austin Riley, who's making a name for himself this postseason, he goes RBI single off of Tony Gonsolin. Braves take the lead. And the Dodgers, again, started Dustin May. Got He got out of there very early. I think in the second, they basically just were using Dustin May as an opener in this series because they went to Tony Gonsolin in the second inning. Um, Austin Riley, RBI singles off him. So then Blake Trainin comes in for Gonsolin. He gets out of the inning. And we're at a 3-2 game until the bottom of the sixth when Kike gets Freaky and hits a solo shot. He clobbered this one. Kike Hernandez is one of the more fun players in baseball. Uh, it's always fun to watch him play. He hits that homer off of A.J. Minter. Well, we got to talk about in the top of that inning, too, the, the catch that Mookie Betts oh. makes. I mean, there yeah. were so many the defensive Dodgers plays. Had a ton of great defensive plays that saved this game. Yeah, Charlie, talk about the catch, and then I'm going to talk about something else after. Well, <laughs> it was 
Atlanta's up at that point, three to two. Freddie Freeman hits one, and it's one of those kind of classic Freddie Freeman home runs that are a mile in the air, but also feel like they're a mile uh, in distance. But it's so high up that it's actually just barely over the wall. And Mookie, I mean, he's made some incredible plays this entire series, but this one was like, this is like a poster picture of him leaping over, making the catch right over the yellow line. I, he wasn't, his bat wasn't insane this series. He he hit pretty well, but not great. But his defense is like on another planet. Yeah, that was amazing. Uh, watching him jump up. And keeps uh, it three to two, you know, keeps yeah, him right yeah. in this game. Well, yeah, so there's another uh, huge moment for the Dodgers. Uh, in the top of the fourth, uh, uh, we see a toot plan. Uh, for those who don't know, a toot plan uh, stands for thrown out on the base paths like a nincompoop. I've never heard that happened? before. You've never heard that? Okay. That's a great so here's phrase. What happens. Here's what I'm going to walk through real quick. Top of the fourth. Ozzy Albies walks, steals second. Danzy Swanson walks. So uh, Austin Riley, like you said, Sam, hits that single, scores a run, makes it three to two. Now the Dodgers, or sorry, now the Braves have a guy on first and second. Uh, then there's a wild pitch. They've got guys on second and third with no outs. All right. You're loving it. Great situation. Then Nick Markakis hits a ground ball to, I'm pretty sure he hits it to Justin Turner in the shift. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, Justin Turner, great move, goes home with it. And then you've got Dansby Swanson caught in a rundown. Okay. Back and forth, back and forth. Justin Turner makes a beautiful diving tag to get Dansby like a Swanson superman out. dive like a superman dive there's photos of him where he's completely stretched out and just literally flying above the ground makes the tag and then as he hits the ground pops up to his knees throws back to third where they tag out austin right that's what's third, crazy is the throw there's play. the tag on its own from turner is a great play but that he had the presence of mind and the athleticism to make that to dive and then turn around and, from his knees, yeah. make the throw is... I mean, he, like, turned into Nolan Arenado for a second. That was he like did. Was He looked like Matt wild. Chapman, Nolan Arenado. He, he looked like one of those third basemen. Justin Turner's a good third baseman, but I don't think people really look at him and his body type or his... You don't think that he's this elite <laughs> defensive third baseman, and then he just proves that, like, hey, man. And again, it, uh, he's in the majors for a reason. The Dodgers know, save like a run here. Plays. The Dodgers yeah, save so a run and get a double play. It's uh, They go from having no outs, runners on second and third, to now two outs, runner on first. And, you know, the next batter grounds out, and that's the inning. I mean, it was insane. It was such a momentum killer. I definitely think that fourth inning is going to be something that will haunt Atlanta Braves fans. I think so, because they keep it. Because that yeah. was just such a boneheaded move that that all happened that way yeah they keep it to a one-run game which like i said in the bottom of the sixth kike went freaky and hit the home run to tie it up um and then that was a bomb too it was a bomb it was an absolute bomb from kike hernandez uh and then the bottom of the seventh the the reigning mvp the reigning mvp we barely have even talked about this guy so far cody (laughs) bellinger he takes the lead for the Dodgers with his own solo smash. Also a bomb. Also, a, I mean, they were all bombs. Um, 
play. I mean, they're playing in the in in uh, globe life. What is it? Globe life field? Is that what they call it? Sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you really got to hit bombs for to get out of there, and uh, that would give the Dodgers the lead for good as Julio Urias Urias would come in and uh, retire the Braves in the bottom of the ninth. Or the t- sorry, retire the Braves in the top of the ninth, and the Dodgers would escape this game escape this series taking it in seven and getting to their third world series in four years wow i mean yeah this was just a wild game i mean i thought it was you know it felt like it was over after two innings just with some of the way these games have just there have been blowouts, but then there have also been these kind of long drawn out games where both the defenses and pitching shows up and it just felt like the Dodgers, I don't know, it felt like the energy was gone after those first two innings. And then, I mean, it just blows up. Yeah, those defensive plays kept him in the game. and the, For sure. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, there's just, this was a wild, two absolutely wild CS series. The ALCS is insane. Then the NLCS is like, wait, hold, hold my beer. I'm awesome too. Um, and it's, I mean, you could hear, like, it was hard to, there was so much good baseball in these two championship series that it was hard to even remember when, what happened because of, there's just so many amazing moments. Will Smith off Will Smith, Corey Seager hitting bomb after bomb after bomb, Justin Turner making that phenomenal defensive play. I feel like when I was watching game six, every time I looked at the screen, I felt like the Dodgers were making a diving catch. It was yeah. wild. And then on the other side, like I, Pache had some great catches in, in, in center field for the Braves. Like, but these two teams were, yeah, he robbed one himself. He, I mean, he robbed one himself runs left and right is crazy. The four teams that made it to this final round or, or semifinal round, we're all really good. They all are deserving of praise. Obviously, the Dodgers and the Rays put themselves one step ahead of the competition, and now they're going to get to play in what's going to be one of the weirdest but probably most memorable uh, fall classics of all time. Um, and before we just talk about that series coming up a little bit, who was everybody's – we'll start with you. Who was your player of the NLCS? Uh, yes, my player of the NLCS – any guy that's going to hit a go-ahead homer in Game 7 is my player of the NLCS. Uh, so Cody Bellinger, uh, for me, I mean, great home run. This was awesome. Cody Bellinger's been – he hasn't been great this year. Um, you know, he's been a little bit better, I think, in the postseason, at least compared to how he was this year. But, uh, I mean, this moment, this is like we said, you know, that reigning MVP, he – he comes in clutch when it counts. Um, and and then he also gets a shout out because uh, after hitting this home run and celebrating, uh, he dislocated his shoulder. <laughs> um, he did the whole jump up arm forearm slam thing with Kike Hernandez. And Kike gave him the business on yeah, that slam. Kike fucking wrecked him. But then Bellinger's walking into the dugout and you can see on his face he's hurting. And then in the top of the next inning, he's in the outfield. It looks like he's talking to Mookie Betts and he's pointing at his shoulder and going, you know, he's like motioning, "Oh yeah, my shoulder popped. It popped out." And it was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> so, 
the fact that he stayed in the game after you know popping his shoulder out and back in or whatever uh good for him uh but yeah that go-ahead home run to seal the deal player the player of the series for me and he, there was a ton of great cody ballinger memes all over twitter during these games oh, i mean there there always are <laughs> that's you know you can always count on cody ballinger to give you some great stuff uh charlie who is your player of the nlcs well i'm going with the guy uh right next to ballinger in the outfield there for the dodgers and it's mookie betts i mean his defense is just incredible he i watch a lot of byron buxton mookie betts was like Byron Buxton times two in this series in the field. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, it was like you hit a ball out there and you you just know he's going to catch it. He made a great shoestring catch earlier in the series, which I, is like always one of the most impressive plays to watch. And he robbed hits off the wall. He robbed this home run. Uh, that home run robbery in this game, I feel like was, that was a moment where I was like, if if they can just, get the bats going they're gonna win this game because the defense is on fire and then right away boom boom Kike and Bellinger in the next two innings you know give them the lead and I feel like it was all off that momentum from this Mookie Betts uh, home run robbery it would have been tied 4-4 with those two home runs if Betts doesn't make this catch yeah, so I mean, and there's such an energy thing too like we were kind of talking about that if that home run goes out you know, it's like, who knows? Are guys still hitting those home runs? I mean, there's so many things that just can change because of a home run like that, you know? So it was huge. That's part of what that. makes Mookie and, and Cody Bowser to an extent as well. What makes them like Mookie, Mookie's bat was not anything special in this series. He, he had was some fine. nice hits, but he, he wasn't had some like good hits, but he only had one RBI. He had, right. had no power. He was fine with the bat. But what makes him a superstar is that even when the bat is somewhat quiet, what he's doing in the field is getting you wins. And I think with Cody Ballinger, it's the same. Cody Ballinger has two big home runs in this series. Um, other than that, like he he also didn't do a ton with the bat. Um, but even when he's not hitting every day, like over the regular season, Cody Ballinger didn't hit that well. But the dude still plays great in the field. I mean, I'm I'm thinking about him in the Padres series with that incredible. Uh, robbing of Tatis's home run which pretty much saved the series um those two guys like that's why the Dodgers are so yeah, good they have these if you give them a run like if you think about the runs that they've literally saved by robbing home runs it's incredible if you just add that to their like to the equation of those guys it, it shows why they're both MVP caliber players and that's part of why like the Dodgers pitching is phenomenal but part of that is because the defense behind them is so good. Um, and for me, I picked the guy who, I mean, we I don't know if we mentioned him yet, but Corey Seager <laughs> had a terrific series with the bat. Um, five home runs in the series, 11 RBI. He was absolutely insane, a 1.230 OPS. I feel like the thing about the Dodgers is that up until this year, we actually, like, 
somehow forgot that Corey Seager was on this team because he'd been dealing with injuries. And we're like, oh, they've got Bellinger. They've got Mookie now. They've got Justin Turner. They've got Kike. They've got the pitching. And it's like, oh, yeah, they also have Corey Seager, who's young and an MVP candidate. And especially in this series, all playoffs, really all season has been great. But especially in this series, he came out and he was like, oh, yeah, I think y'all should remember my name because there's a yeah, reason. He was the he was the bat of Bellinger and Betts, like what they lost in their bats. Seeger had just on top of his own, you know. (laughs) So, yeah, he was terrific. He's my player of the NLCS. And yeah, he he uh, also shout out to Jock Peterson, shout out to Max Muncy. Both those guys were great. I felt like Max Muncy was always on base in that series. Um, and so yeah, they all combined to lead that team from a 3 1 deficit. Atlanta, man, Atlanta. The, with the Falcons two in football, they just blow leads. That's just what that city does, man. It's sad. Um, it is sad. But the but Dodgers. You know what? On, 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 I'm going to say on slightly positive note. I mean, I think this Braves team is going to be good for a while. I think they've got a lot of young yeah, talent. Their and pitching I think that, is their young I mean, pitching yeah, is fun and is going to be their good one, for a two, while. One, two, three are all these young guys. Um, I think we're going to continue to see the Braves be good. It's just going to be the big question of. Are they going to be able to be good all the way through the playoffs? Well, well this, a team we're going to see a lot more Braves Dodgers playoffs. Oh yeah, yeah, we're going to be seeing this a lot more for sure. So this feels like the first part of a very exciting, you know, handful of years to come. I mean, a team who has been good year after year, good in the playoffs year after year, but has not been able to finish it and get it done has been the Dodgers. And now, like I said, they're in their third World Series in four years, and they're taking on the Rays. I mean, before those last two World Series, they played the Red Sox and the Astros, who are, I mean, those were powerhouse teams. Now they've got the Rays, who are kind of different. They're they're built a little bit different than those teams. And they're also... Also, they have Mookie now. They have Mookie now. Red Sox, so hey. Yeah, Mookie (laughs) beat the Dodgers. I... I'm just going to go straight into my – I think the Dodgers are going to win this series. I'm well, Charlie, Charlie, I don't Dodgers. care who you think is going to win, and I don't care oh, okay. who Warner thinks is going to win, and I don't care who <laughs> I think is going to win because that's not what we do on this show. We don't predict who's going to win. We predict who's going to throw a no-hitter. Guys, this is our last opportunity to get this right. None of us have gotten this correct all season. It's honestly egg on our to faces. To be fair, we don't know if I was right about last week's prediction. I don't know if that anybody's asked Lancelin. Charlie, uh, you gotta find out for us. Just start calling him. Just I've been calling. Trust me. <laughs> but Warner, I want to know from you: the World Series. This is insane. Who is gonna make history by throwing a World Series no hitter? Yeah, World. This Series will be something no-hitter. that people will talk about until baseball is done. Until we all die because the sun has engulfed our planet. I mean, hasn't this already happened once in the World Series? Uh, yeah, didn't sure Don Don Larson threw a, pr- a perfect game in the World Series? But I mean, that was what, oh, okay. sixty years yes. ago. So, so we've got. Anyways, um, I'm gonna. Say, you know what? First time he wore the tight pants, he was pretty good. Second time he wore the tight pants, he was very good. Third time he wears the tight pants, he's thrown a no hitter. Walker Bueller, that's my pick for a World Series no hitter. Wow, it's the natural progression of things. Well, I'm picking a guy who has just been just phenomenal. And Warner, you even mentioned it earlier in the podcast, the most clutch pitcher in baseball, maybe, 
Charlie Morton, I think, is going to throw a game. I actually don't know how the schedules are going to come out, but <laughs> I think a game seven no hitter wow. from wow. Charlie Morton to win the World Series for the Rays. That is what I'm predicting. Like you said, he has been so clutch, a game seven assassin. I think he's going to get the no no in game seven. Now, wow. here are some right. players right. that are left. Blake Snell is a great pitcher. Clayton Kershaw could come back and be great. Uh, Dustin May, Tony Gonsolin, those are those are pitchers for the Dodgers. Um, <laughs> they are. <laughs> those, those are these are these are all names of guys who are pitching for either one of these teams. Um, Tyler Glass now it could be a great choice. Charlie, oh, yeah. who do you think? Uh, the names I've listed are really good choices you could go with. Who do you think is going to throw a no-hitter in the World Series? This is your last chance all season to get this right. Well, it's going to be Lance Lynn. He will find a way. Lance Lynn finds a way to get it done. You know, you might think that Charlie Morton is clutch or whatever, but that pales in comparison to Lance Lynn. I know he's not in this series, and they I don't are care. in Arlington. But yeah, you know, he, they they, are at Globe Life he's Field. there. Maybe They've got his number. Somehow I mean, they're, they're letting fans in the game. So maybe he'll buy a ticket, get in the stadium, and, and sneak his way onto the mound. Look, I'm not saying that it could happen. I'm saying it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to be like... You know, uh, he comes in with the steel chair. It's going to be like uh, the, the lights are going to go off and everyone's going to say, oh, my God, what is there some sort of, uh, you know, attack? What is going on? This is crazy. And then it's going to be like, boom, 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 boom. And the lights are going to start flashing and then the spotlight will come down and it'll be Lance Lynn on the mound. And he'll he'll throw a no hitter. They won't be able to stop him. All right, everybody. Well, we'll have to see if that happens. It certainly would make more noise than if anybody else threw a no-hitter, uh, if a guy who wasn't even on either team interrupted the World Series. And and somehow they let him pitch enough that he would go nine innings without getting up a hit. But uh, we'll see if that happens. Enjoy the World Series. It will. <laughs> it, it, okay. <laughs> uh, this is going to make history either way. That's what's fun. Uh, Dodgers have a long drought going on. And the Rays have never won one. So th- either way, this is going to make history. It's going to be really cool. Um, we will, I think you'll hear from us, you know, one more time when we when we wrap up this World Series. Until then, uh, you know, stay safe and li- live long and prosper. Live long and prosper? You, so you guys Star Trek fans? No. Uh, no. So, yeah, sounds good. All right. <laughs> all right. May the force be with you. Uh, all, all that stuff. Bye. Bye. Bye.